to actually answer your question, the answer is about saying no. So someone right now, they said, please, can you sort out our landing pages on our site? Big, big income. And the answer is just no. That's every second I'm working on your products, the second I'm not working on mine. And my end goal is to create more freedom where I can step away from my projects, go on a surf trip, come back and things aren't changed that much. So it's about just saying no to selling your time. Hello and welcome back to Indie Bites, the podcast where I share stories of indie hackers in 15 minutes or less. Today I'm joined by Rob Hope, who is a South African designer, developer and host of one of my favourite podcasts out there for entrepreneurs called Yo. He's also the founder of One Page Love, Email Love and has recently released an ebook with 100 landing page tips. It's safe to say Rob knows his stuff when it comes to building landing pages, having started One Page Love back in 2008. But before we get into the conversation, a quick word about the sponsor of Indie Bytes, Weekend Club. If you've listened to the pod before, you'll know how much I love this community of indie hackers. We all work together to achieve our goals. Some of us collaborate on projects, others prefer to work on their growing profitable businesses. We join up every Saturday for deep working sessions to make sure we're making progress supported by everyone along the way. If this sounds like a community you'd like to be a part of, head to weekendclub.co and use the code IndieBytes for your free 30-day trial. Rob, in a world where we're always looking for the next best technology, new design or trend for our products and websites, have we along the way lost the joy of simplicity? James, first off, thanks for having me, dude. I'm drawn to simplicity, drawn to minimalism, but I still overcomplicate so many decisions. I go back and forth, I go in circles, no one's perfect. But you know, they, you must admit online, there's a lot of noise. If you wanna use the context of building landing pages, building websites, a lot of people will try add as much as they can. They'll find new tech, a new little chatbot. Oh my word, that looks amazing. They just add it. Um, and they don't really step back and ask themselves, is this the best? And what I always keep reminding them is the goal is actually to convince people with as little as possible. Like what can you get away with? Like how little of information can we put in this page to get that conversion? So let's use a different example. Like when it comes to tech like Slack, Slack came out and people like, wow, I can actually eliminate email and we can maybe eliminate a whole bunch of communication channels and then filter them all through. So there's your simplicity. But what it actually does is it sends 200 to 500 pings a day, creating more noise and you're still using emails. So with all the new tech coming out, you just need to question your existing inventory and go, hey man, like what can I replace with this new tech? If nothing really, am I just going to add it on? Because then it's actually not an innovative, simple solution. It's just an extra addition to your daily noise. I think that's a really good way of framing it. It's particularly about the amount of noise we have at the moment. But something you mentioned in that first section there about when you add something, try to take something away. This is point number eight in your your landing page hot tips. The goal to persuade <laughs> visitors with as little as possible, not as much as possible. Remove the weakest that's thing to add, add something new. And if you're gonna do that, your landing page. So you know a ton about landing pages. You've done this amazing thread on Twitter, which you then turned into an ebook. I can direct people to the book, to the Twitter thread to read through all of those tips. But I guess, can you summarize what makes a good landing page? Definitely. When it comes to landing page optimization, I just try and say is that what does your visitor need to see and read to be persuaded to use their credit card and actually pay. 
and you have to offer me a lot of value. Yeah. That's what makes a good landing page is when the owner of the landing page forgets they've ever seen the product before and steps in their customer's shoes. And there's so much nuance that goes into a landing page. There's so many little things that you can tweak to make it better. And that's what I found your thread and your book so useful on because these small things that I, I wouldn't necessarily think about having a direct call to action instead of a generic one removing the nav so many people have nav files on their landing pages totally. which does take away from converting on that page have one specific goal for that page and do everything you can to get people to convert on that goal that thread you did you were posting one every single day interesting on that is that i'm working on a landing page course so i've always wanted to do an online course i know I have enough experience. I've built plenty of them and I've got just piles of notes and I'm trying to categorize it all. I was like, wow, I have to be accountable. Like I have to do something in public where I'm going to be accountable and it's going to force me to, you know, organize my thoughts. And so I just said, cool, I'm going to extract out my notes and I'm going to do one baby lesson a day. What, what I didn't realize how much people would enjoy the tips is that they always use this word snackable. And when you actually take a massive lesson and you condense it to three paragraphs, again, that's almost curation is that there's a, you've created value. Not all tips are equal. Some are very quick, very basic. Some are a little bit more advanced, but every single day I would try and take a lot of course notes and just condense that lesson down. And that was super difficult. And I think that's why everyone appreciates the book and yeah. the email trip. Yeah, you're doing something very similar to Harry Dry, who does these exceptional yeah. tweet threads, which do you make them snackable. He condenses these lessons and his emails into really short amazing. to it. You, you, you've been looking, analyzing, collecting landing pages since 2008. That's a huge amount of time to then bring all of that knowledge 12 years later into this thread, this book and the upcoming course. When we were prepping this podcast, when we were having a little chat, you sent me two links. You sent me one link to yep. robhope.com, which is your list of current projects. And you sent me another list to your graveyard, which is your list of projects that you stopped working on. But the common theme yep. is there is a lot of things that you do. You have a portfolio of things that you're doing. What, what's the thinking behind having lots of things going at the same time? You lose motivation, in my opinion. So everyone is different. I, I love using this example of John O'Nolan from Ghost. He is stuck with Ghost since he started it, and he hasn't had side projects and so on. And that growth is, was flat, 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 and now it's like really taking off now. And that's because he's focused. All props to him. I maybe don't have that in me. Maybe I have that shiny object, object syndrome. Maybe I like starting more than executing in the middle. But... Every single thing that I'm doing, I use. Like I'm, I started a side project called Email Love, and it collects great email design references. And now I actually go through my own resource when I'm trying to think of email design. Same with landing pages. I've got another side project called Audio Notes. I use it every single day of my life to give people feedback, and that's the way I like to think of my side projects. If I'm not using it, it probably needs to be sold or it needs to go into the graveyard. But yeah, absolutely, I spread my motivation. So one day, so email love is a great one. I haven't really found a lot of motivation to work on it lately because I've been quite put off emails. Just the more emails I'm seeing that are, that are beautiful looking are just images. It's quite lazy. And like I, I found out that email love landed up becoming this place where I'm promoting like print advertising instead of good code. So I lost motivation there. And then that's the darkness creeps in. 
And then I'm like, okay, oh, I'm not going to work on this. And this is what the beauty of having a lot of projects is that I've always got something to do. I'm honestly motivated the whole day. Will any of these become massive? Who knows? Maybe it doesn't matter because my side projects make more money than I need in Cape Town and South Africa. So I feel like, like I, I mentioned the other day in the podcast, I've, I'm at the end already. Everything's a bonus. So yeah, to answer your question in one line, I've identified what makes me tick and it's having the option to work on several different things if my motivation dips. Yeah, I'm I'm completely on board with that. I've seen a few people do the same thing. For me personally, I it kind of is shiny on object syndrome often. I like starting new things. I get ideas. I get excited about them. And what I've found more recently is I sort of, I drift between a few of my products. I end up spending a lot of time on one, then my interests will switch and I'll go back to another. I feel like if I just had one thing, I would get bored quickly or frustrated or resent it at some point. I have a lot of respect mm. for people that do it and um, focus on just Sam. one thing and they can make it successful. John O'Nolan, you mentioned, amazing. I want to talk about the intentions of starting a business because so many people choose to start their business for probably two reasons. One is to have more control over their time so they can do whatever they want. If they've got a full-time job, they feel like they're restrained. And two, to, to make money. And I, I wonder if there's ever too much focus on the second point of people trying to make money with their businesses and seeing money as a, as a sign of success rather than focusing on the freedom. What do you think? Yeah, so, I mean, it needs to be said straight up is that you don't have to make money off a side project. I've had some of the most fun building things with no intention of money. Obviously, you think the thing is going to be massive and people are going to take to it, but it was never to become my full-time job on any of this stuff. So uh, Derek Sivers actually, his advice is try find a job that pays good money and then separate that from your biggest passion. That's his advice, obviously subjective. But when it comes to making money on the thing that you love the most, it's a very dangerous place to go because often you'll have the industry changes and then you're making less money and you're starting to hate the the struggle to try and milk this passion you have for more money. And like often I do things, I love minimal websites. I love one page love. I do some things on there that make money that I don't totally love. I used to do sponsored posts a lot and it was a bit of a drag, you know, it paid for a lot of things. So there is this balance. That's what I'm trying to get to is that on your side project, you almost need to set it up front. Are we doing this to go all in? Are we doing this to make money? So, I mean, that's not really answering your question. Like, have we lost our way sort of trying to monetize everything? Probably. You, you make a great point about turning your passions into money. I think a lot of indie hackers and entrepreneurs, myself, I'm affected by this a lot. Whenever I have a new hobby, my instinct is to try and monetize it or a new passion. I want to monetize it. And this happened to me with video production. I loved making YouTube videos. I loved playing with cameras it was a genuine passion people pay to make videos so I started freelancing and doing it at work and it just got to a point where I hated it I hated making videos wow. and I didn't want to do it anymore and I got to a point where I just stopped and now a few years later I can make videos again and enjoy it and not have to worry about doing it for clients and I, I, I don't make any money from making videos now I just do it for fun or I integrate into my other projects but I think absolutely Brilliant. trying to maintain the fun in things and talking a little bit more about freedom 
How do you achieve freedom? How do you get to that point where you feel free and not chained to building your business or, or other people or customers? Yeah, it's a wonderful topic. Freedom is huge for me. Uh, it's pretty much my metric for success. So right now I'm struggling quite a lot with my landing page course coming up and I want to open up a pre-sale and I want to promise access to a community. And I'm not sure what this community is going to look like. We talked about Slack. Maybe it's using Circle, maybe it's using Discord, but am I going to add an extra hour of communication every day of my life for X amount of money? So I don't know the answer. I need to work it out. But if the answer strengthens the community, if it keeps me on my toes, I do landing page audits that are bundled into the ebook. There's a higher tier. And I often say maybe I don't need to do these audits. But every single audit, I'm forced to level up my game. I have to inspect it. People are you know, expecting me to deliver them a great um, service. And I feel like that answer was yes to green light audits because it increases my end output in my niche. But it's more nuanced than that. So what is ultimate freedom? Can you not work for 10 minutes, one hour, whole day, one week? Answer that. Um, how, and how do you do that? And to actually answer your question, the answer is about saying no. So s someone right now, it was last week, they, they said, please, can you sort out our landing pages on our, like a fleet of landing pages on our site, big, big income. And the answer is just no. That's every second I'm working on your products, the second I'm not working on mine. And my end goal is to create more freedom where I can step away from my projects, go on a surf trip, come back and things aren't changed that much. So it's about just saying no to selling your time. I think that's is an, it's a good sentiment and I like it. And I think people should look to that more than making. How can you free up your time more? How can you say no more often? And I think that's a really good wrap it up because I think, Rob, you've been a fantastic guest talking about all of these things. We'll round up on a few recommendations, if you don't mind. I usually do three recommendations, but I think it's only fitting that I ask you for a landing page recommendation. The best landing page out there right now in the world. Oh, yeah. In the thread that I do, I use the example of the Muzzle app. How about a book? Anything You Want by Derek Sivers is probably my favorite book because that, that's probably the only book I've ever read in one sitting. Just started it, ended it. I'm like, I'm not stopping reading this no matter what. It was just, every word was brilliant for me. Impressive. How about podcasts, apart from your own, which I will happily recommend, what other ones do you listen to? Okay, I'm going to be honest here is I actually don't really listen to podcasts. The, the irony. You're, um, you're the second person that has had that answer. That's fine. And then finally, who's an indie hacker you're inspired by or people should... Someone I really look up to online and just the way they've been doing things for the last 10 years is probably AJ from COD. Yeah. But at AJ LKN. He just... That guy's so less is more and he's just... The way he does things, I just respect it so much. Well, Rob, some exceptional recommendations and a podcast that I've thoroughly enjoyed. Maybe a bit too much because we've been recording for... <laughs> for 50 minutes in a 15 minute podcast <laughs> so th thank you so much for joining appreciate it thank you so much for listening to this episode of indie bites i really hope you enjoyed it if you did enjoy it please do leave a review on itunes it does help the podcast grow if you want to find any links or references from this episode check the show notes at indiebites.co 